eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Rodgers, in trouble. Does he have a vintage moment in it? Pressure, pass is picked off, and who is it? Big B.J. Raji for the touchdown. Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always by Perry Goldstein. And today we have a special guest, our friend, Tom Grassi of the Packast. Tom, thank you. Thank you for joining the show. Maggie, appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, Perry, thank you for having me. Uh, first time, big fan, long time listener, first time caller. Uh, it's, good, it's good to be here in this kitchen. <laughs> yeah, as we record from the Airbnb three blocks from Lambeau Field, because that's that's what we're going to talk about today, Perry. We're talking about training camp. Training camp. This is literally the first time we've also actually recorded a show together in person at yeah. a random table. So Yeah, we've got one big microphone for all of us. So yeah, we've got that going for us, which is nice. But yeah, yeah we we uh, we just finished up our third day of practice, um, three of three, because that was the last practice before our first preseason game on Saturday. It's true, Tom. It's very true. Give us your thoughts. Well, uh, I want to say that uh, the weather today was fantastic. No, no, uh, not those thoughts. Oh, not those thoughts. Okay, uh, you know. Camp has been uh, an experience. Yesterday was like a little slow, a little, uh, little, little just shells only, and uh, you know, really not a whole lot. But they were amping it up today, and uh, we still, I think, for the first day, was still the best one though. First, first, uh, first practice was really, really good. Yeah, there was just a ton of action. Amari Rogers, like, I feel like makes a diving catch every, every time that we, even like yesterday when he's like not supposed to, he's just diving and like catching a random ball coming out of a machine. Yeah, yeah, he's an impressive man. Yeah, today I was like, can you? Can you can you stop? Because <laughs> like I don't really want you to get hurt. No, no definitely not. Yeah, I made a joke today. Like, we, someone someone's got to get an ump out there to check Bob Big Bob Tunyon's hands before sticky stuff because that guy doesn't he doesn't drop anything. He's becoming like one of Rogers' security blankets. I'm so excited to just see him like go off like yeah. because like this is unfortunately the off season where everyone complains about Madden rankings and <laughs> like the fact that like Tunyon's like not even like a blip on there like let's go like, I mean to be fair though there was literally nothing else that happened around the Packers so Madden ratings were like a really important thing that we really talk about yeah. right really dry off season had to yeah, focus on a video game no yeah. nothing can't think of a thing Tom before we talk about training camp a little more Give us some background on PACAST, what it's like to be back in Green Bay, how everything started. 
right. So just like for the listeners, uh, this is going to be about a 45-minute story. So just uh, <laughs> strap in because it's going to be a long one. No, so Fatcast, you know, started off just audio. Then we went to the YouTubes. Uh, this was back in 2015. Started the whole thing because of the NFC Championship game. <laughs> so the Seahawks had literally birthed Patcast. So nothing good came out of that game. And then what happened over time was, uh, you know, just just grind it on the YouTubes. And now at this point, this is the first time I've been back in Green Bay since 2018. And it's very different in mm-hmm. so many ways. Uh, besides just buildings, uh, I go out and people say hi to me now, which is mm-hmm. weird. Because in New York, nobody knows who I am, which is what it should be. Better. Yeah, which is what it should be. Um, because now people are like having me sign things and devalue their merchandise and wasting camera space uh, by taking my picture. But no, it's uh, it's awesome to be back in Green Bay because like there's nothing like it, especially like when you're a transplant and like you know and you're you're off in New York or somewhere else. Like you come here, it's it's just a whole different feel. It is. I mean, it's my first time up and. People say, you know, it's obviously a different feeling. Small market team is very unique. But I think until you're here and you really realize, like, the entire town, city, area of Green Bay is the Packers. Like, I think we're on the stadium tour and... What were the, what was it? It's around like eighty thousand can fit in. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's like, a little over eighty. Essentially, the entire city of Green Bay could fit inside of Lambeau Field. Yeah, and I just think that's like a really perfect analogy for like what this team means to this area. And you like talking about that like title town years ago like wasn't there like mm-hmm. when I first came to Green Bay like they didn't exist like they were breaking ground they were trying to buy houses yeah. like to be like hey we want your sister for a parking lot. And, like, at this point, like, they've blown it up so much. And it's, like, it's own, they have, like, a football field that's there. They have all these breweries that are there. And it's just, it's awesome. And they really want the draft. But it's, like, it, like you said, it's all about the Packers. Like, that's the end-all be-all in this entire city. Yeah. And, like, you, we go out to breakfast. You see players out. Like, they just start driving around. It's, nobody's even phased by it. No. So before, I mean, you came to Green Bay, obviously, for training camp and other things, but you also got to talk to somebody special in the Packers organization. If you would like to maybe tease who that is, you don't have to. We can just tell people to check out the podcast next week. (laughs) But yeah, no, uh, I sat down with Mark Murphy, uh, the presidency of the Green Bay Packers. And again, really quiet off season so it was kind of a struggle to come up with content and questions because there just there wasn't anything but we had some conversations and um it was great to talk to him again and like he's just super happy that everything is back to some type of normal and that's on a lot of different fronts and yeah it was um it was good. It, it was an interesting conversation, I can say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely looking forward to listening to that. Because you've, you've talked to him before, so, I mean, yeah. you guys are, like, buddies now, so... I mean... The report is a little bit. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> funny because... And, like, this is the third time I've spoken to him, and considering everything that's happened in the off season, I think that right now they are just very protective of, mm-hmm. like, what's going on within the organization because, as we saw, media blew every little snippet that came yeah. out of complicated fella or like you know the way murphy was dressed one day and you know mm-hmm. is, is he saying that sending a message to aaron so they uh i had multiple people kind of call and be like hey so what are you going to talk about <laughs> just to, just to make sure but yeah no it was a good time yeah 
Yeah. So speaking of, it's kind of back to normal, right? So we're at camp and Aaron Rodgers is there. Thank God. It's like, it's, it's normal, but like, I feel like that there's like this tension that's like in the air and it's not necessarily like bad tension, Mm -hmm. but it's just like, I feel like this season in particular, like there's just so much riding on it. Because we know that there's a... It's the last one. It's the last one. Mm-hmm. And, like, it just means, like, a lot. Like, I was in an Uber yesterday, and my Uber driver was talking about Brett Favre, and he was just like, you know, and people, city still loves him, loves Brett Favre. When Aaron leaves, no one's going to love him. And I was like, wow, that's harsh. Like, and, but, that's, like, yeah. like, that's what but happened. But is that like, true? This, no, it's totally not true. Like, no. that's what happened this offseason, though, is, like, you had this really stupid division in which it was like you need to pick a side it's the Green Bay Packers or it's Aaron Rodgers and there's no in between yeah and like I I was pretty like I don't upset isn't the correct word because I'm not involved in the situation but I didn't particularly appreciate the way that Aaron handled this offseason personally and he's back now and I'm still like yay (laughs) welcome back love you can't wait to watch you win still gonna root for you like it's it short-term memory is a thing. And it's, I mean, like, it's tricky, too, for him in the situation he's in and the Packers because now everything that happens for the entirety of the season, whether it's in practice or what he posts on social media, like, every Instagram post now is magnified and Mm -hmm. dissected, and it's like, oh, what does this mean? Is he implying that this Mm -hmm. is the way he feels because it's the last last time he's ever going to do this? And it's like, Jesus, we're, it's the middle of August. But by all accounts, he looks happy to be here. Yes, he He does. Like, it's not like he's out there, like, pouting and he's unhappy, like, He's joking around with the guys. He's giving bear hugs to Josh Myers today. Mm-hmm. He's coaching up Kurt and Jordan. He was having a nice little chat with Kevin King. Kevin King came back to practice today for the first time. So he's like in it. He's ready to win. Yeah, and like I don't I don't think that was ever gonna be an issue because it was never like his players and coaches that were the issue, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like he loves the floor. Yeah. And so I think that when it's just focusing on that we're good. Like, we're totally good. And I think that that's kind of, like, the theme of this whole season is, like, just focus on this one because we're not going to talk about next year. Like, yeah, yeah. just this because focus that's Focus on it. football. That's, yes, that's, that's it. What you're and, like, for. and Goody said in, you know, that press conference that he first did, you know, kind of, like, how, like, the winning, like, cures everything. Like, that's how it, like, kind of fixes things. Like, I'm not saying that that's going to mend the relationship, but people aren't going to be talking about that as much if the Packers are winning. It makes everything easier when yeah. they're winning. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about that, too, like, throughout the week, even things we've noticed, like, in training camp, it's just, like, the mood is different, the atmosphere is different, everybody seems very relaxed and, like, very comfortable and confident, like, everybody's just ready to do Mm -hmm. what they need to do, and, you know, it's, I know people say, like, you know, with salary caps and things, you're kicking the can down the road, but I think... You know, we we all kind of know what's coming because you can't continue to kick the can down the road. So this season is like a culmination of going all in, which is what this team has wanted for what feels like 10 years. Yes. Since the last one. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, like, you talked about, especially during, like, the Ted Thompson years, you know, and everybody's like, we need more free agents. We need to, like, go spend more money and blah, 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 blah. Like, here you go. Like, yeah. this, like this is it. Like this, you can't go any more all in than we're in right now. Yeah. yeah. So at this point, it's kind of like we're throwing all our eggs in the basket and hoping that it works out. And we've been watching 
mostly today we spent a little more time with defense. We three of us have been watching the offense majority of the practices, and like you're listing all of the weapons now that Rodgers has to throw to this season, and you've got like your really big bodied tight ends and wide receivers. You've got the shifty guys. You have Amari, Brandon Cobb. You've got Josiah Deguara coming back, who's practicing yeah. today with the ones. Like this offense is gonna be amazing. I just think it's like it's crazy. Like a lot of people look at the Buccaneers and they're just like they kept everybody, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, Corey Lindsley going All Pro center. We replace him with Josh Myers, who you know, I'm not saying he's an All Pro, but I'm saying like you know he's getting compliments from Rogers already and, and et cetera. Jamal Williams, who love me some Jamal Williams, but mm-hmm. Jamal Williams, you know, but you have AJ Dillon, right? That's it. Like yeah. it's the still number one highest scoring offense from last year. And now again, Josiah Deguera, if Funches makes the team, like Cobb is Amar, like like you said, there's so much yeah. new that can just take it even further. And it's the same thing with the defense. Like who did we lose on defense? If Mike Patton, like that's who we lost. Yeah. And you brought yes. in Joe Barry, who the guys seem to love. And like the defense has just been slowly getting better and better. Their run defense was better last year. And besides the NFC Championship game, you know, for the most part, they were solid. So right. like, they're like they have a really really high ceiling. The offense looks amazing too. It like is. I wouldn't be surprised if they were the number one offense again this season. They look phenomenal, and like it's just another year under Matt Lafleur. It's another year of comfort. It's it, you know. Yeah, and I think there's like a you know the players have bought in, the young guys have bought in. Even like hearing guys like Ty Summers and Oren Burks talk about special teams with Maury Straten. Like you know there's like if we're gonna win, we have to go in in every single phase. Like yeah. I think these guys are realizing whether it's you know I am a star player on this defense or I'm just taking a couple snaps on special teams. Like when you're on the field, this team is very much poised to win a championship. And I think that's one of the things that maybe twisted Rogers' arm enough to come back for one more season sure. because anywhere he would have went, I think if you go pound for pound down the roster, the Packers arguably are one of the four top teams to go all the way. Yep. Always. Yeah. Right. Well, in, in that sense, too, right, if you're a young guy, like if you're a Mar- – Amari Rogers is going to work anyway, but, like, you're Amari Rogers – you don't know what next year looks like. You have a Hall of Fame quarterback. Like, mm-hmm. this might be, and this is nothing on Jordan Love, this might be your only and best chance to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, in the near future. So, like, yeah, if you're like if you're Preston Smith, yeah, you're going to take a little bit of a pay cut to be like, this might be, a, like, a way for me to get a ring. So, yeah, I, I imagine, like, from top to bottom, it's the vets. I mean, you talk about Cobb. He's like, I don't care how many times you throw me the ball. Like, I yeah. just want to win a Super Bowl. L- literally. Like, that's it. Literally. Like, and I always find that interesting. Like, I think there's two motivating factors for players to choose teams. Yeah. And it's money, obviously. Of course. And I get that, right? They, they have a short shelf life, if yeah. you will, in the NFL. And winning. And to me, it feels like if you're joining the Packers this season, you're saying – Money is probably not something that I'm going to expect. It's the ring that we're going for. Yeah. And I'd almost rather have players have that mentality because that means they're going to do whatever it takes to win. Whether, like what you just said, Cobb's like, I don't care how many snaps I take. I don't care if Mario Rogers is in there more than I am. I don't care if I do nothing, yeah. but I just want to do whatever it takes to win. It's a very, like, team-first mentality. And it's been a theme with all their pressers this offseason also since they've gotten back to camp. Yeah. I, I just like I think that at some point, like especially like the older vets, when like they see their own window closing, mm-hmm. right? That they're just like, 
yeah, like I'm not going to get those like multi-million dollar deals anymore, multi-year deal. Like you look at a Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams like can go win a ring somewhere else, but he wants to get paid a boatload of money because he can, right? In terms of like a guy who like, you know, a veteran player, you know, maybe they're aging a bit, like, you know, they don't have too much left in the league. Like this is the place to be, you know, you look at the Buccaneers and like that's, that's what Tom Brady brought them, right? It's like, oh man, we can go win a ring. And then it's honestly, it's a similar story with the Packers. Yeah, Mercedes Lewis, I think, is a good example of that, too, where, like, you were on a team that was so bad for so long that now it's like, I, like, I, there's a a part of me that wonders if he would have retired um, a couple seasons ago if it wasn't Rodgers. Yeah. You know, but it's like, I think that Rodgers feels like this, this burden of, like, I want to get the vets in the room a ring because him and Crosby the only ones that have it. Well, no, I know, but like, and then last season we heard from guys like Jamal Williams that were like, we want to get the vets a ring. So it's a really, like, mm-hmm. a really interesting balance of like who guys are playing for and what their motivation is this year. It's so wholesome. I know. It's <laughs> it so really sweet. is. It's like I just want to get Papa Rogers a ring. <laughs> I mean, same. <laughs> yes, I don't care at this point. Like, get me in there. And I and I said this too with all the terribleness that happened in this offseason. I don't, besides the players, I don't think there is an organization that wants a ring more than the Green Bay Packers because mm-hmm. if they win a ring, it buys them forgiveness, time. It, like, it buys them so many things. Like, they could be terrible for the next five years and fans would be like, it's got, a ring. got a ring. Like, we're good. Like, it's the Broncos, right? Yeah. Like, the Broncos going all in with Peyton Manning, bringing all these defensive players. They win a ring, and then they're like, time to, like, snip, snip, and just, yeah. like, we're going to be terrible for a while. Because the thing is, the Packers are going to have to do that next right. season Right, that's anyway. the expectation. Correct. Correct. Right. Correct. So, it makes that... <laughs> the, the front office is on. Yeah. <laughs> like, that little sour taste in your mouth yeah. about, like, probably having to let some guys go is... Yeah dissipated a little bit with that bling bling on the yeah, finger. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's just like, okay, no, we're good. It's, no, okay, yeah, it's, it's okay. okay. Like, we did that. Yeah, okay, we're good. We're, we're yeah. fine. You know, and like, so we, we did the Hall of Fame yesterday, and it was my first time at the Hall of Fame, and you walk through and you look at all of the championships and all of the trophy and everything that this, like, franchise has accomplished over the last 102 years, and I can't imagine anybody within that organization looking at that because I walked in and I was like there's room for one more like look at all the room there is for more like if I was a player or anybody that was part of the front office I'd be like no we gotta get we gotta fill this with more look at look at this franchise look at what we've built here like They uh, they think they ran out of space now because like Woodson like made the Hall of Fame. Yes. So, like, it was the last one. Yeah, it's the last one. Yeah. So they're like, we have to expand. I'm like, you can't expand into that room. Mm-hmm. Like, because like that that the trophy room. Like, no, that one. You need that. I need that to be wide open just so we can yeah. get more of those. Yeah. yeah, there needs to be another in there. It's, it's a little trophy. Yeah. It's so crazy walking in there too, because like whether you're like a young fan, like an older fan, like there's just so much to appreciate, and it's it's just crazy like the history is just like so deep with the ownership model like it is fan owned and it's just like there's such a sense of like pride that's there and i'm not not even from green bay but it's just like that's like that's our team well you hear about the fan ownership again like you and i don't live here so like you hear about the fan ownership and you're like oh it's a piece of paper but you come here and you we go to practice and there are thousands of people watching not like not an exaggeration today was easy like 
what, 2,000 people yeah, just least, yeah. watching practice mm-hmm. because the fans have such an investment both, eh, not really financially, but, like, <laughs> theoretically and sure. emotionally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you said, too, like, it's... Yeah, I'm going to use a terrible analogy. So, <laughs> years ago, I went to this place in the Bahamas, and there was a little pool. And it was, like, the middle of the night or whatever, and, like, it had, like, some lights in it. And I'm walking past, and I'm like, oh, cool. Like, maybe you can just, like, stand in the pool or whatever. Two seconds later, a hammerhead shark, like, literally just, like, swims in the pool. And I'm like, wow, like, there's no barriers. Like, there's no any... I feel like it shouldn't be like this. (laughs) And, like, not saying that our players are hammerhead sharks, but that's a cool (laughs) analogy. Like, as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool. But it's, like... Aaron Rodgers is like 20 feet from you mm-hmm. and there's nothing like dividing you from Aaron Rod and like they're like you said they're just so present and there that like on TV like they're like these mythical like put them on like a podium like pedestal kind of thing but like no you're 20 feet away from Aaron Rodgers and you can yell like hey Rodgers and he might turn around and like look at you and like acknowledge you Say like hi. that's insane yeah we waved at MVS yesterday yeah he was like hey, hey. <laughs> hey. Cool. he's best Okay, let's now turn to training camp observations. <laughs> that's a good segue. Thank you. That's my astute observation. MBS is fast. Okay, well, the first... Yeah. <laughs> Mercedes Lewis is large. Yes. <laughs> all right, so the first preseason game, obviously, is Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of us will be there. Players that you will be watching in particular, anybody that you're most excited about. Obviously, we know that Aaron Rodgers and a lot of the vets aren't playing, so love show and... I think some of the starters are playing. Like, I would imagine Devontae will be in for, like, one series. You think so? Yeah. I don't see why not. He's been also... When Love is throwing the ball, like, when they're just not... When they're not even doing 11-11, I notice, like, Devontae's always lining up on his side. Like, so he's getting, like, those reps. Like, the Green Bay Packers really want Devontae Adams back. Like, they want him back bad. They should. And because, like, again, like, you look at it... They have starting left tackle for your, you know, next franchise QB. You have the best wide receiver in the league for your franchise, like, next franchise QB. Like Best cornerback in the league. Like, you're set. Like, mm-hmm. you're, like, you're literally saying, listen, if you're not successful, it's not because of us. Well, the building, they, they're, they have to put in the building blocks to give him a chance to be successful. Yes. And, like, all those blue chip players yep. are there. And they look great. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone talks about Devonta Adams footwork and his like release off the line and like, I get that you can see it in games but oh my god seeing that up close it's like how, how can you control your body like that? I broke my ankle watching yeah yeah it's crazy yeah yeah and I think one of the things too like you know talking about how you're surrounding love with positions obviously AJ Dillon is really young Aaron Jones just came back you've got a really young really talented offensive line room too like locked up David Bakhtiari you might lose Billy Turner next season. That makes sense. But the Packers obviously are trying to build a long-term offensive line. You have Elton Jenkins, who's going to get paid. Yes. They just drafted a center. You've got Ben Braden, who's been looking really good. John, John Marvin Jr. is young. Lucas Patrick. Mm-hmm. Even, like, Royce Newman, if he plays tackle. Like, there's a chance that this offensive line can be together for the next four years while Love, you know, transitions and starts his career with the team having one of the best units in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And nothing is more important than protecting your young quarterback and giving him a clean pocket especially mm-hmm. because it's one of the things we saw in camp is right. that when he's flustered yeah you know that so yeah so that was something obviously that was like being reported by like beat writers and everything like that like but seeing that in person yeah he's a young qb like yeah. that's that and that's why like i am so incorrect i think there's gonna be so many eyes on this preseason game yeah 
maybe not with the best of intentions from some folks, but it's because like the, you know the minute he throws an interception, it's going to be. Yeah. This yeah. is the worst thing ever. But, like, but let him get those reps. Let him make those mistakes in these preseason games when they don't matter so he can learn from them. Like, yeah. the live pressure in preseason, barring, you know, he's fine, yeah. is he needs to, like, get used to that. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be really important. I'd rather not throw him in there week one and you've got, like, Khalil Mack bearing yeah, down exactly. on him. Right? Um, he's like, I never took a snap before. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, do I get an asterisk? Yeah, I, I, I haven't played in a year and a half. Like, please. <laughs> please. Um, but he does look better. I mean, by all counts, like, footwork's better. Going through his reads are yeah. better. He's taken off with his legs a couple times. Yeah. Like, the guy's got some athletic ability. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's the thing, too. Like, he is a first-rounder, yeah. right? Like, he's a first-rounder that the Packers really <laughs> like. Like, that... He was getting... He was getting um, Pat Mahomes comps during the draft. Like people forget that. Yeah, and and it's, it's mostly because of like his last season and at college and stuff like that. But again, I'm not gonna make excuses for Jordan Love, like because the interceptions are up. He had no weapons to throw to. Offensive line wasn't good. New but coach. New coach. Like everything. Right. At the same time, none of that matters, right? Mm-hmm. Because you see people blow it up in college and then come to the NFL and be like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I think that for Jordan Love, like, this is going to be so incredibly valuable because it's just it's just simula- as close as you could possibly simulate to a real game as you can. And I'm really, really curious to see what he can actually do and bring and more, like, what he can just learn from this. Yeah. Because that's honestly all that matters. Like, he could be garbage on Saturday, but as long as he's like, okay, like 1% better, because people, again, Aaron Rodgers was bad. Yeah. He was bad for years. Like, bad, bad, bad. My expectations are low. Like, I just want to see what he does when it's, like, a live game. Like, how consistent can you be? Can you move the ball down the field at all? Like, can you go through your reads and get the ball out? That's it. Like, the the bar is very low. Also, it doesn't hurt that we're playing the Texans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they could start all their veterans, and I'm like... Yeah, and I mean, I think other guys, like, obviously Jordan Love, but this is huge for, like, Patrick Taylor, who's coming back, and he hasn't played since, even Devin Funches, if he, I know he got a little dinged up at practice today, but he hasn't played since 2019, so. Week 2, 2019. Right, so there's a lot of players that are coming out of college fresh, even like an A.J. Dillon, and I know we saw him a little bit in the, uh, towards the end of the season, but there's a lot of guys who are really young who are going to really need some of these reps, whether it's. You know, even a Josh Jackson who's trying to make the roster. I mean, I'm also like, thinking about, like, Eric Stokes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, let him... Just finally not being on Devontae Adams. He's just like, thank God, anybody yeah. else. Yeah, you know, but also just game speed is so different from practice, and there's zero way to replicate that. And yeah. we saw young corners get smoked in their first games because you just can't put it all together yet. And that's the thing, too. Like, people really criticized like the Kevin King resigning and like joked about it and all that stuff but transitioning like look at the Lions with Okuda how did he do last year like near the, well. ne- near the end he started like improving a little bit but he also like gave up a ton of like it, it wasn't good because it's such a dip like that and tight end like they're so difficult to try and transition that because you're not going up against like how many college teams are you playing where 
you're going up against a wide receiver who's like NFL level. And very few. Stokes did yeah. do that, but I'm saying like very few and not every game. Correct. And then you get to the NFL and likely like wide receiver three is better than the wide receivers you were going up against in college. And so like just the jump is is really difficult. Mm-hmm. Also, Josiah uh, Deguerra. Josiah DeBerra? Yeah, all about it. All aboard the DeBerra train. I mean, nobody lights Matt LaFleur up like Josiah Yes, seriously. Like, someone will ask a question, he's going to, like, if he's wearing sunglasses, he'll, like, put them down and be like, Josiah. And he just, like, goes into, like, a love ballad. And I'm like, yes. Yes. And I I think one of the things I'm really curious about on the defensive side of the ball, too, like, is what are we going to see from Joe Barry? I mean, I know the preseason's always kind of vanilla, but, like, I'm curious, you know, Perry and I have joked about the use of dime and it doesn't seem like that's going to be as much the case under Barry like it was under Mike Pettin so like what kind of packages do they roll out and how does he look on third down does he play 10 yards <laughs> off the line on third and two like what what yeah. are we going to get in the preseason from Joe Barry practice has been like basically nickel is space yeah. Yeah. That's that's what it looks like in practice. I'm very excited to see him develop those linebackers and how he's going to utilize yeah. them. Like Kamal Martin. Can we like, talk I'm... about Devondre Campbell for a second? Yeah, we can. We can talk for a few seconds. Oh my goodness! Like he. Okay, I don't know if it's just a vet thing and he can come into another team and like pretty seamlessly make his way, or that's just a special Devondre Campbell thing. Sure. But it really looks like he's been there forever. Like, yep. He's a natural. He's mm-hmm. just in the middle. He's directing guys. Yep. He's so smooth and, and they're so young like that's yeah. they're so yeah. young at that position like if there was anywhere to go get a vet mm-hmm. that's where it was right and i think that to have someone with that skill set just to have that experience right and just be like no no you go here well they like, tried that with christian kirksey and it unfortunately it didn't, work didn't work out work the out. way that they had hoped that it would but this feels like a similar like okay, we got to go out and get someone who knows the position, um, who hopefully will stay healthy, uh, and kind of coach up both Chris Barnes and Kamal Martin because they've got a lot of talent and a lot of potential. I mean, that is a a benefit of Campbell is he's always – I mean, he played 16 out of 16 games like his entire career, and he's played like 80% of snaps or more basically since his rookie season. And, you know, I think you look at like a Ty Summers or an Oren Burks and there's guys that maybe should fit or they're athletic enough to be what you would expect, like a sideline to sideline and side linebacker to be. And then you see them next to Devondre Campbell and you see Devondre Campbell do it exactly how it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I think Packers fans maybe don't know enough about him yet to be excited, but like he can hang with a guy like Malik Taylor over the middle of the field. And mm-hmm. most inside linebackers don't do that. Regardless of who the wide receiver is, like you normally aren't that quick. You normally can't hang with wide receivers. No, he looks great. He does, and it's a lot. It's been also a lot of like him and like Adrian Amos being pulled out into the box and like being able to. When you have someone solid like Campbell in the middle there, it allows Joe Barry to use all the safeties and the corners in the unique and fun ways that we know and want him to. Um, it's just like a kind of like staple. And I think it also, like, it, it kind of allows them to address, like, other weaknesses, right? So you're just like, oh, okay, like, maybe, you know, opposite Jair Alexander, you know, Stokes is still learning, you know, Kevin King, sometimes good, like, sometimes inconsistent. Let's, Pull a safety over there. Exactly. Right? Let's let's give that guy some help. So, yeah, I mean, oh, God, if we don't have to worry about the middle of the field every minute, <laughs> this is going to be so nice. It's going to be weird, but it's going to be so <laughs> nice because... I mean, that's just something that has been a weak spot, and we try to address it every like we every year. We've been trying to address it ever since. We're like, hey, Clay, yeah, you know how you're in the outside. No, we're gonna here we go inside, <laughs> buddy. Here we're gonna we're gonna do that for you. 
Yeah, literally, that's that's a really good clay, I think, is when it all kind of... Jeez. All right. Anybody else have final thoughts on either training camp, looking forward to who in the preseason, roster predictions, Ooh. things you liked in Green Bay? I mean, we didn't even talk about Ennis Gaines. That's true. We didn't. We so. Everyone's talking about Ennis Gaines, so can we just reiterate we all we agree? He looks great. Obviously. Yeah, Ennis okay. Gaines is making the roster. I think that's a fair... Yeah. yeah. Six or seven wide receivers? Six. Yeah, I guess it's going to be six. I'm, I'm backing up from my four running backs. I think they'll they'll keep three and stash one on the practice squad. I think Dexter goes practice squad and because Kylan Hill's been getting a lot of reps with Aaron Jones out. Kylan Hill was in with the ones today. Yes, he was. And he looked good. I'm telling you, seventh round. We're gonna be the yeah. steal yeah. of <laughs> the century. Because like because I, I I will be very honest. When we drafted, I had no idea who Kylan Hill was. He's a seventh round guy. I went back and watched his tape and I was, and the amount of it was like, oh he hurled a guy. Oh he did it again. Oh, he did it again. Like, that man, like, is, like, oh, Mario, let's do it. And, like, he's he's got some he's got some gifts. We're going to be talking about how we have no idea how he slid in the draft mm-hmm. in, like, a couple of games. Mm-hmm. One million percent, and I'm yeah. all about it. Yeah, that wide receiver, like, I, that wide receiver room, because, like, again, like, now we're talking about, oh, man, we have so many weapons. What do we do? Yeah. But, like, <laughs> how did we get here? <laughs> Because again, it's just we have we have so many tight ends that we can keep on there too, and like you know, and we kept five wide receivers last year. I don't. It's going to be tough. I mean, like EQ. I'm, it just feels yeah. like there's no way now. Like he wasn't yeah. even practicing. Yeah, was practicing so. I mean, I mean, I think there's like avenues. You know, Jace has suspended a couple games. Yep. So they can sketch on a guy on the roster. Uh, if Devin Funches, you know, hopefully he's healthy. But if, for whatever reason, he's injured and he has to start the season on, like, a pup list, then maybe you, you bring in a guy like Juwan Winfrey. Uh, DeAndre Tompkins is not getting talked about a lot, but I think he looks incredible. He has to make the practice squad, um, or he'll go elsewhere, I think. But, yeah, this, this is going to be fun. Saturday's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very much looking forward to it. Okay. Very excited. But... Any any final thoughts? No, just uh, as our guest, please tell people where they can find all your work. <laughs> Find me at TomGrassaComedy.com or no, uh, just type in Tom Grassa, you'll see the face that's attached to this Muppet voice. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. It's Grassy, by the way. It's not Grossy. So, you know, just to say. Okay. Um, sore subject. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. Please follow the podcast at PWSS Podcast on Twitter. Packs what she said on Instagram and on Twitch. Uh, Maggie, take it away. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Maggie J. Loney. I write for Cheesehead TV. Perry and I are also both with the Pack a Day podcast crew. Uh, so thank you, as always, for listening to the show. Go pack up. Go pack up. Go pack up.